Welcome to the Starry Sky and Witchy Things podcast, your weekly study group about cosmic witchcraft. I'm not here to teach, just share what I love. I've studied witchcraft like it's my full-time job, and now you don't need to spend as much time and energy to get started. I'm known as Asteria in witchy circles. I'm a city girl, spiritual seeker, and start obsessed like I'm Natsuki Shinomiya in Utapri. Oh, just a warning, there would be loads of otaku references. I'm the one friends that people go to when they want to know whether they can blame a retrograde for their problems, or they can't make sense of their daily tarot card. And now I'm here to be that friend to you too. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy today's episode and I look forward to connecting with you. Hello. To apologize if you hear weird noises when I pause because I'm feeling a bit ill with that cold that has been going around the entirety of Britain for like 10 days each time and it's really rubbish so sometimes I'm actually struggling to breathe and this is not gonna sound like professionally made it's being recorded on my bathroom floor with the laptop on the toilet because this is the only place in my house where you're not gonna hear Southern Railways every 15 minutes. We do what we can, the British equivalent to the closet recording for the North Americans who seem to have such massive walking closets. I don't know, I'm always confused by that. Anyway, today's topic is cosmic witchcraft and how to get started in your practice. So we'll be talking about the definitions of witchcraft and magic, spells and rituals, the different approaches to magic, cosmic witchcraft of course, how do you know if it is for you, then the things you need to get started, what to expect from the rest of the series and finally my go-to simple daily spell. And there will be timestamps in the show notes. I'm actually excited and a bit nervous that you've tuned in to this episode. As mentioned in the intro, my witch name is Asteria, and if you know your ancient Greek, the fact I'm talking about cosmic witchcraft comes to no surprise. And if you had the luck of not doing classics in school, you probably guessed that Aster means star. And I guess I've just given away that I'm a bit of a bookish person, which tends to come as a surprise to those who know me outside of witchy circles and mostly associate me with hackwalky and hating pink. Although some of you might know me from the SAS Witches subreddit, since I'm an agnostic witch. I just wanted to create a space that is inclusive of all approaches to magic so you'll hear a perspective that works with most interpretations of ideas like energies and deities, etc. So what is cosmic witchcraft? 
Witchcraft is the practice of magic, which I define the way attributed to both Dion Fortune and Alistair Crawley as the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with the will. It's an ability that is innate, so we all have it inside of us, and it is not dependent on the tools that we use or our rituals, or even if we cast formal spells. Since I just want to make sure that we are all on the same page, I'll just go through all that in a second. A witch is, therefore, someone who consciously uses this ability to direct their life. You can do that and not identify as a witch, but you can't identify as a witch and not do that. I know it's edgy and cool to call yourself a witch, but the whole point of it is to practice magic. While we're still on the identity piece, I'd like to mention something that cycles back every so often in this community, which is the idea of commitment to the craft. Plenty of traditional books put a lot of emphasis on making witchcraft a lifestyle and being committed to it, almost with the same intensity of taking religious vows as a Catholic nun. That's something that makes people hesitant to even try, because if they feel good about tapping into their magic but are not in a space when they want to commit to it that deeply for whatever reason. So I wanted to read you the 13 goals of a witch according to the late Wiccan author Scott Cunningham. I'm fully aware that while all Wiccans are witches, not all witches are Wiccan, but Wicca is a religion so the weight of the commitment to it is heavier than it is for a secular witch and i wanted to show you that the commitment doesn't have to be as scary as some make it sound like so the 13 goals are know yourself know your craft learn apply knowledge with wisdom achieve balance keep your words in good order keep your thoughts in good order celebrate life, attune with the cycles of the earth, breathe and eat correctly, exercise the body, meditate, honour the god and goddess. Points 1 to 12 are likely stuff that you are already committed to in order to lead a good life, since you are listening to a podcast about wellness and spirituality and stuff. 13 is specific to if you want to have a religion, so feel free to ignore it. I have an episode on deities coming up, so I'm not going to touch on that now. In my not-so-humble opinion, commitment to the craft is about making a commitment to yourself. There will be seasons when putting yourself first may look like no spells for a while, and that's part of truly being empowered and attune to yourself instead of living your life according to arbitrary standards that come from the outside and that we have internalized. It was a big learning curve for me personally as it come from the aesthetically appealing but otherwise rotten culture of traditional Catholicism 
which had standards so high Jesus would have missed them too. And I am extremely type A. It's a running joke among my friends that I would compete against a wall. They think I'm the only person who ever enjoyed the mini-games in Achwalkit's Wit School life, which everyone else thinks are a traditional instrument of torture in Japan. I'm not even enjoying them as a masochistic love pain kind of thing. I'm just that competitive. Going back to magic, when I talk about spells, I mean a set of actions to bring about a desired result. When I stir cinnamon in my coffee three times clockwise, saying that this coffee will wake me up, that's a spell. One that never works, I have to say. I guess some miracles are beyond even the great power of magic and I really should just improve my sleep the old-fashioned way. A ritual instead is something that can happen around a spell or without a spell, but usually has a spiritual goal in mind. People who engage in more ceremonial practices or that work with deities like Wiccans often use the two words interchangeably, but the grounding, casting a circle, etc. aren't part of the spell. They are a ritual and you can have the ritual without casting a spell, like you can cast a spell without having a whole ritual around it. I don't do a whole ritual around my coffee spell, although maybe that's where I go wrong. And I also often just have rituals without spells, especially for the full moon. You can also do spells and rituals with or without a coven. And many witches who would do spells as a solitary witch mark the full moon or pagan holidays with group rituals. There is really a lot of flexibility in the path of the witch. As I mentioned before, you don't have to call yourself a witch if you don't want to. Now that we've defined witchcraft then, when we add cosmic in front of it, we do so to specify the brand of magic that deals with the energies of the celestial bodies for our magical war. Some people stick to just moon magic, some stick to planetary magic, some do both and some with at the stars for good measure and then snicker at themselves because they are thinking of Orion in amnesia by which I mean me I do that dang it I lasted approximately 10 minutes before an Otome reference at this rate I'm going to lose half the audience to the hassle of going on fandom to look up the things I say Please stick around, I promise you, you don't need to understand the pop culture references that are only popular if you are in Japan to appreciate this podcast. Anyway, there is a lot of overlap with other types of witchcraft, as you'll find plenty of people who identify with a specific label 
rather than eclectic, which is the term to mean a witch that draws from multiple tradition and will use astrology to plan their spells or use the moon cycle or observe the will of the year. These are all standard witch ways. What differentiates the cosmic witch is the degree of intentionality and focus on the stars and planets in their craft. There is plenty of scope in cosmic witchcraft for magical actions that are not rituals or spells, and you can adapt the principles to suit any style of ritual from the simplest to the most ceremonial. At the end of the day, the key principle in cosmic witchcraft is as above, so below or the idea from the occult text, the Emerald Tablet, of the legendary Hellenistic figure Hermes Trismegistus, that the microcosm and the macrocosm behave alike. Now, I mentioned earlier that I'm an agnostic witch, and here is where we get to the first point of contention between different views of the cosmos in the spectrum of witchy philosophy. Quoting Gabriela Hersteg, author of Inner Witch and Bewitching the Elements, as she was quoted in an article on yahoo.com, planetary magic is rooted in the belief that the planets, specifically the seven classical planets, Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars and Saturn, are living intelligence that we can connect to and embody through spell and ritual work. In the next two episodes, we will look at the moon and then the other planets in more detail. But for now, suffice to say, you can be a cosmic witch and take that statement literally. You can be a cosmic witch and take that statement metaphorically and work with it like archetypes, or you can have any interpretation that resonates with you. And most importantly, you are free to change your mind over time, or from one day to the next. It's your life and your practice. So how do you know if this is for you? I've loved the stars since I was little, so that was easy. But another reason I love cosmic witchcraft is that it's great practice for city witches like me, even though the artificial lights can make it hard to see a starry sky the way you see it in the deep countryside. Unlike other brands of witchcraft, you don't need a lot of working space or even a functioning kitchen although a windowsill is helpful. It's one of the lowest entry-level requirements options since at the very basic you can calculate your moon phases by looking at the sky and tropical astrology has set dates for the beginning and ending of the seasons and if you have lived in a place that uses it you definitely know when they are. Plus you're under no obligation to walk with every transit, so that's more than enough. Although, if you are listening to a podcast, the assumption is that you have an internet connection 
and the device you can use. So more sophisticated information than this basic should be accessible to you if you want it. In my not so humble opinion, cosmic witchcraft is the perfect path for anyone who wants to create a rhythm and a flow in their life as well as feel connected to something greater than themselves, whether or not they deem it divine or supernatural. There's something really powerful about the history of using the stars for navigation, and of course, the science of the cosmos is pretty or inspiring of its own, even without any need for the supernatural. I don't think you'll find someone who embodied the spirit of a cosmic witch more strongly than the very atheist scientist, the late Carl Sagan, whose books I thoroughly recommend. On top of all that, you get to buy some really cool stationery, but that may just be me because I like anything in black and gold. Others may like their green witch plants and flowers more. Isn't it wonderful just how much stuff is out there to bring a little bit of beauty in our lives? Since we are on the subject of notebooks, it's a good entryway into our final topic for today, as then it'll just be a little bit more about what to expect from this podcast and my spell. You don't need anything to get started at all well yourself i guess but really there are many approaches to magic where you absolutely do not need tools to practice this is a really comforting thing if you are in the broom closet cosmic witchcraft is about the cosmos and that's out there outside your window and if you can't see it it's something that you can connect to with the other senses as well. Some would say it's inside of you as well. Take the view that you like the most. The second option you have is using things that you already have in your home. That's obvious for kitchen and hair switches since their sphere is the home, but in episode 3 I'll be talking about planetary correspondences and you will know how to use everyday objects as channels for cosmic energies. You may have candles because that's part of your habits, or you have a wardrobe with more colors than just black. Actually, some of you will be surprised that I have some clothes that are not black, although as a photographer by trade, I feel justified in taking my fashion advice from a fictional ninja by the name of Kirigakure Saizo, who may or may not have existed in history. Anyway, wardrobe magic and glamour magic are avenues open to cosmic witches too. The third option is buying things for the craft, which can range from having a notebook to use as a grimoire because you like to write on paper or apps on your phone even if they are free so you're not technically spending money oh by the way sorry grimoire is your witchy diary where you keep your spells and a record of your craft and basically speaking going back to garners and wicca 
the way we know about the religion was through his own grimoire being made public. So anyway, a lot of advice online comes from, as I was just saying, weekends, and we'll have a list of ritual items that are key to their religion that you don't need, but could be nice to have. For a cosmic witch though, I think you can do with just a wand. Bear in mind that the purpose of the tools is to help you tap into your magic. So you need something that doesn't make you feel silly. If you really loved Sailor Moon as a kid and you want your wand to look like hers, that's an option. But you could also buy or make a wand with a crystal correspondence that's meaningful to your craft. And I mean like the popular character witch wand, not another type of crystal wand, which is an option too if you go on to go down that route. But if you have some money to spare and don't think you need a wand, then an astrological almanac or something like that may be more useful to you, even if not necessarily prettier, which I know is important for many of us. You can always build your arsenal over time. This is a list of what you need to get started. Other than this podcast and your new Weird Witchy BFF. Before we go, I also wanted to introduce Season 1 a bit more. All episodes will be out on Thursdays, 7am UK time, although it's subject to availability. I will do my best because I'm passionate about this, but part of being a witch for me is to follow my own rhythm and let go of all the hang-ups about service that are pushed on you when you're a Catholic. You probably noticed my voice was given away seconds ago, so could actually happen. That I might have to be late next week, hopefully not. But I'm not going to apologise for when I can't show up according to the unrealistic expectations of what consistency means in our capitalistic society. I promise I will let you know if I step away from the podcast for any significant amount of time. Otherwise, you can just sit tight and wait for the episode to get to you as soon as I can. Or not. It's your choice whether you engage with what I put out there. No hard feelings. Coming up next in this order, moon magic, planetary magic, star magic, cosmic deities, basic astrology for witches, basic tarot for witches, being a city witch, shadow work, and finally a Q&A. So please get in touch with any questions you have before the middle of January. If you are listening to this after season one is aired for the first time, still get in touch as I will have at least one Q&A per season and I don't mind answering questions even if they are not on the topic of the season itself. Now let me leave you with a simple daily spell to get you started on your witchy journey right away if you so choose. I kind of feel like a school teacher giving homework now, but if you want something simple to start your practice, even if you are going to be in the broom closet, the stirring three times clockwise that I mentioned earlier is a real spell. Pick an intention for the day. It could be anything at all. 
if you have something specific happening you can focus on that or just declare that you'll have a great day or you'll do your best the sky's the limit if it's an intention to attract something you stir clockwise if it's an intention to banish something you stir counterclockwise I do it three times because it's kind of a default magic number especially since I learned my basics from Wicca as a teen so it stuck with me I also like that you do one circle three times so it's like the angel number 111 you can of course choose other numbers that are meaningful to you so all you need to do is state your intention either aloud or in your mind and if you're good at visualization you can visualize too in while you stir and then stir and drink and go on having a blessed day or a restful night if you choose to do it to banish the energies of the day with a drink to wind down anyway I hope this introduction has been helpful and sparked your interest in learning more about cosmic witchcraft and I'll see you next week for an episode all dedicated to the moon. Until then, keep living in wonder. Thank you for listening to the Starry Sky and Witchy Things podcast. A huge thank you to Jenna Sword at Jenna s-o-a-r-d on instagram for the cover art and purple planet for the music if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to be notified when a new one comes out please subscribe on your platform of choice and if you really love it leave a five star rating and review which will help me be found by more people who will enjoy it too also feel free to share it on social media and with anyone you think should give it a shot. You can send your questions and comments to my email starryskypodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at starryskypodcast and you can also subscribe to my monthly newsletter at witchymusings.substack.com where I share reflections and tips about the astrological seasons. Until next time!